Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Linda Cochrane from New York. Linda, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Linda, you penned the book, Forgiven and Set Free, a post-abortion Bible study for women. Tell me how that came about. Well, it was amazing. Um, 30 years ago, um, it was um, a Bible study that was just sort of sheets of paper. This was pretty much back before computers, and, you know, we typed it out, and I worked, um, I was a volunteer at a pregnancy center, and um, one of the first questions the director asked me was, why do you want to work at a pregnancy center? And my answer was, I had an abortion at 17. And that was the very first time I ever said that out loud to anyone. And she said to me, have you ever heard of WEBA? I'm like, no, what is WEBA? And she said, it stands for Women Exploited by Abortion. So they met, they had like a monthly group. And I went um, to their meeting that night. And I was so scared to get out to share anything and my story. I didn't really, couldn't really remember any of the details. But... I was the only one that went to their meeting that night, and I just thought, wow, what if they didn't have a meeting because there wasn't enough people to show up? You know, I just think about all that God wouldn't have done in these last 33 years, you know, in my life. So it got started where all us in the group, several more people came the other meetings, and we realized we were still angry about everything. We were angry about the abortions. We were angry. We were full of grief. And because my background was psychiatric nursing, they thought, Linda, why don't you make us some homework every week so that we could look into the scriptures and see what God says about how we're feeling. And that's pretty much how I wrote the study. Every day I would sit down with my Bible and my pen and the concordance in the back, and I'd look up anger, I'd look up depression, I'd look up grief, all these different words that kept coming to me. And these questions would come to me, and I would just write them down. And I really feel like I was just a pencil for this and they um it was under the production of the Karenet Pregnancy Center for many years and then Baker Bookhouse um agreed to publish it and they told me a shelf life for a Bible study was about three years and it's been 30. Yeah. It's in 14 different languages it's it's just gone out like grassroots you know people just take it on the mission field and find other women and men that are hurting, and they bring it, and they translate it into languages. My favorite one was Hebrew. It was really cool to see Hebrew, the Hebrew copy with the Hebrew language, you know, to see the... Uh, I'm sure. Tell me about how does abortion affect men? Yeah, I know a lot of people think, well, how could it affect them? You know, but it is a loss for them. It is, you know... Men, their their identity is wrapped up sometimes in the ability to be able to provide for and protect their families. And when an abortion happens, sometimes they they grieve that ability to to be able to father the children. Lots of times, though, men are the ones that are pushing the abortion, and then later on they regret the pain that it caused the person they were with. They can see that in the relationships. Only 50% of the relationships last after an abortion. A lot of them break up because the trauma is so great. Seri there's a series of grief and the just inability to communicate about what happened. And men have a lot more anger about it than women. They do. They do. And there's men that 
do take men through healing also. The study that I wrote for Healing a Father's Heart, I got a lot of insight from the men that were going through the pain also. Well, well we know that every life is valuable. We believe that God has, um, according to his word, he um, knit us together, formed us, and created us in our mother's womb. So by aborting a life, um, we're taking away that right and the destiny the, and the plan that God has for that, that baby. Um, you mm -hmm. agree with that? Absolutely. I think that's part of the healing process when you realize that you just didn't have a surgical procedure that caused a lot of pain, but you actually ended the life that God the Creator had a plan for. I mean, he's usually, if you look at a piece of artwork, the value of it is who the creator and who the artist is, and that's so your artist, that the person that created you is God Almighty. Of course, your value is going to be so great. So a lot of times it's the healing process is coming to realize that, yes, it was a boy or a girl, or yes, God had a plan for that life. And even though it was quite a traumatic experience to choose abortion, and that God would have worked out that plan if you had or we had followed his plan. Right. So, Linda, um, you're an post-abortive woman. What mm -hmm. um, led up to your abortion? The, um, I was senior in high school, and um, the uh, we it was not legal in Connecticut then, so we had to go to New York City. And I went to our local OBGYN for the pregnancy test, because I thought I suspected. And his counsel for me is this good news or bad news? And I said, this is not very good news. And he said, here's the name and number for an abortion clinic. And the whole idea was just like, oh, that was like new. If he, if he had said to me, you know, I, I'll do your prenatal care. I'll help, I'll, you know, let's get your parents in. Let's talk about a plan. I probably would have gone with that. You know what I mean? I was just so like he, his, but his suggestion that, wow, I could have a way out of this. And so we took um, a train to New York City and went to this huge, huge, huge building. And it was, you know, lots of us lined up that day. There was probably about 25 women lined up um, waiting. To have an abortion. Mm -hmm. yep. I went to a, an abortion clinic recently uh, in Canada. And it, was, it wasn't a day that um, they were performing abortions, but um, I went in to, to leave some brochures on uh, a Healing Waters uh, conference that we were having for women that have had abortions. And um, that's what they had told me too, that the next day that women would be lined up um, to come um, for an abortion, uh -huh. that every Tuesday is a day that they were they receptive to uh, the possibility of needing healing? Um, they took the information okay. and they put it on their bulletin board. <gasps> That's receptive. Uh, mm -hmm. So, or they told me they were going to put it on their bulletin mm -hmm. board. Um, you know, I went, um, but I noticed that it was, they had a, they've really taken some measures to protect all of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like, um, um, it just seemed like a very cold, um, 
It's just on a place that <clears throat> personally I would send anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We know that uh, God has pregnancy care centers right. um, all over this globe that um, right. there's, he'll send people, individuals, he'll send neighbors, friends, that right. any woman could cry out to the Lord today and he will send help from on high. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Um, Linda, what would you tell a woman today that maybe is in a difficult place and is wondering, um, what should I do? Uh, maybe to find, look in on Google Pregnancy Center, find your local pregnancy center, go there. There will be uh, women that will support you and help you and care for you to get you through it. And that having an abortion is not um, over in 10 minutes. It stays with you for life. All the choices are hard, whether you parent or place for adoption or have an abortion. But there's ones that you'll regret more than others. And abortion is not that choice that you will regret more than others. Whereas most women do not regret having their children. Children are such a blessing from the Lord. Um, what would you say today? Um, did you name your child? Yes. You did. Yes. Yeah, naming as part of the, one of the exercises in the book is to name the child because it it take it restores the dignity of the life to name, and you go from you know I just had the surgical procedure to, wow, and I've seen miraculous situations where God has revealed the name. People were re resistant to doing that, and then they they like okay I'll be I'll be open to it, and then all of a sudden a name is revealed and. They're amazed that God would give their child a name and reveal it to them. And he does. Um, I've also been through the study, Linda, and I actually named my son Jeremiah. Oh, beautiful. And I uh, believe that the Lord had given me, as we do a, a, an exercise on a remembrance, I had went to a local um, Christian bookstore in Caribou, and there was a little precious moment, uh -huh. little boy, and uh -huh. he was standing behind a mic. Mm. And um, uh. at that time it didn't, but you know when your heart pounds and you know yeah. that that's just the right thing. Mm. Um, so I, I bought that. Um, in his memory. Right, and I yeah. keep it in my, in my china closet. Um, but today I stand behind mics and speak yeah. about life. Right. And so that was, um, that was a destiny moment. It was. It was. Yeah. You know, they have found it's this miraculous thing where women are, when women are pregnant, I don't know if you've heard this, that a piece of the DNA, even if they miscarry or have an abortion, mixes with their blood, and they found the cells of their children in their brain. So you, they would find male cells in their brain, and they couldn't figure out why do women have male cells. Well, it was because from a previous pregnancy. So we carry a little piece of our children with us mm. wherever we go. So you have a little piece of the little boy with the microphone, you know, in your wow. brain. That wow. DNA. We don't know how it affects us spiritually yeah. or physically, but it's a miracle that, you know, women carry a piece of their children with them. You know, I went to um, an international conference in... It was in Tennessee and with Judy Jacobs. And I remember that Friday night was the first night and um, the woman 
walked up to me and she put the mic right to my mouth and she said, so um, tell me what has God done for you? And I said, well, I was a rebellious teenager. I, you know, did all kinds of things I shouldn't do. You know, it's not easy to bring that up and uh, Mm. share it openly in front of many people. No, it's Um, not easy. And they kept, she just kept bringing the mic back and saying, so what else has he done? And um, so finally I said I had an abortion. And you could hear a pin drop, really. And, well, how do you know you're healed? Wow. And I said, well, because he sent his word and he healed me. That's what he said in Psalm 107.20. And the next thing I I knew was um, Judy came to the mic and she said, I see what God wants to do here today. And women from all over the globe had flown in to that meeting. And um, women were made whole. They touched the hem of his garment. Yeah. But... um, it's not any any experience that I would want a woman to have to go through. Um, I just, I, I take a strong stand against abortion now and speak out against it. Um, but to the woman that has had an abortion, because I have and you have, we have that compassion to, yes. to come alongside of them and, and to want to see them be made whole again. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's nothing that Jesus can't heal. There's no secret so dark that he can't bring to the light and touch and heal. And he, that's his, that's why he went to the cross. You know, he can, he can take no matter what has been done to us or we've done. He can just bring it to the light and heal it and touch it. Amen. That's the good news of the gospel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Linda, what would you, um, what, how have you seen that abortion affects families? Yeah, there's, well, there's a missing, a missing child in the family. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's the family tree is missing some branches. And families do grieve. They do, they do recognize. Sometimes it's not spoken about. Sometimes it is spoken about, you know, and they are. We're fe- we're, our whole nation is grieving, I think in a way that we're missing so many people. I think our economy is affected by that. I think everything's affected by the missing people we have. We have, it's not, this is over 40 years, so. I just think sometimes of the people that can't find a spouse or they can't find a job, and I thought, well, you know what, the te- there's not enough jobs because there's not enough people. You know, like teachers and not enough classrooms. For te- you know what I mean? Like sometimes my brain goes there. You know, so our whole nation is not. It's the families affect individuals, families, communities, our whole nation. What about siblings? Um, like, like my children didn't know until later in life that mm-hmm. that I was a post-abortive woman. But how does that? Um, how does it affect others in the family? Well, um, every, everyone is affected by the grief. You know, I think that they're, they're, it's unspoken or they're spoken or there's wondering. Sometimes it'll have effect on um, the siblings and that they have, feel like they, they have to be perfect, you know, in order to, they have like survivor's guilt, you know, mm-hmm. that how did I make it? And my brothers and sisters in heaven did not. So. Well. I've often wondered that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you. 
Well, I know that going through this study um, for me was, um, it was life-changing. Mm -hmm. Just recently at this uh, women's conference, I was able to um, use some scripture and some excerpts from this book and to help other women as well be set free. And there's no greater, there's nothing greater than being Christ's hands and feet extended to mm -hmm. someone else yeah. that's broken. Yeah, it is. It's that He doesn't have any other plan except us. We're his only plan. There's no like, okay, I'm going to have this over here and people go through this story, they'll be healed. No, we're, we're his plan. We're, we, like it says in Corinthians, the comfort that we have received, we offer to others. We make it so complicated too sometimes, don't we? Yeah. I think <laughs> in the world, you know, we just, um, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing now. You've written some other studies as well. Uh, there's the ones for the fathers, the healing the father's heart. There's um, one called The Path to Sexual Healing because so many women that have been through an abortion were sexually traumatized as a child or as a teen. So that one takes you through scriptures that are healing for sexual sexual abuse or trauma, anything raped. Even divorce can be sexually traumatic sometimes because of the rejection and the abandonment issues in that area. And then A Time to Heal is one using pretty much the same scriptures in that because people that went through that study that had not had an abortion found the scripture so healing from what they experienced, whether it was miscarriage or any other kind of traumatic um, experience they might have had in their lives. So, yeah. And those are available on Amazon? Yeah, you can get them anywhere. Time to heal. You can get them CBD. Do you have Christian book distributors up mm -hmm. here? Yep. CBD, Amazon, Karenet, the national organization of Karenet sells them. Um, Any other nuggets that you want to um, share with our women today? Um, anything else you'd like to, to say to them in regards to the whole issue of abortion? That it's a lot of women don't want to come out and share and talk about it. That they're really like keeping it in the dark and out of the light, it will not get better. You have to bring it out of the darkness and into the light and you have to find a trusted person, which you can find at pregnancy centers that have been trained to take people through this healing. So I just really want to encourage them not, not to stay in the darkness any longer. You know, it's confidential. People are not gonna go around talking about it talking about them and what they've had. It's, it's a safe place at the pregnancy center to come and heal. And then you can decide who you want to tell afterwards. But once you have that healing, it's natural for you to want to be able to share your healing with others. But it doesn't mean you have to go and stand on the street corner and shout it out. Not everybody's called to share. You and I are sharing openly, but there's many people that go through the study and they just are so freed that God sets them free in their areas that they're creative and they're flowing with this healing and they can just go and walk in what their destiny. They don't have to be part of the pro-life movement, pregnancy center work or this. They could just be a better real estate agent or, you know, they, they're just called, or maybe the youth worker, you know, things like that. It's 
but there's there's an area that's still coming up that needs needs God wants to touch it. He wants all of us free. Well, forgiven and set free. A post-abortive Bible study, <clears throat> excuse me, for women by Linda Cochrane. And uh, Linda, it's a privilege to um, meet with you today, and and that must do something to you personally as you travel around the globe and you meet women that have used this study. I mean, it must just be um, you must be humbled of of how God has used you. Mm. I didn't really expect it because it's what he used to heal me so I never thought that I thought maybe there'd be a few people that might need it but I never thought there would be that many and now you just don't plan for things like that so I think like there's going to be like a big sisterhood party in heaven and we get to meet each other and just share what God did for us you know while we were here on earth amen well, Linda, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. Would you take a few moments and pray for our listeners today? Sure. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just thank you because you are the creator God. You're the Alpha and the Omega. You are the high and lifted up and seated on your throne, and your glory fills your temple. You are a majestic God. You are forgiving. You are slow to anger. You are the God that heals us. You are our healer. So, Father, I just pray for the listeners, Lord, that they would bring to you, Father, their pain, their anguish, their grief, their doubt, their fear, their sorrow, their loss, and just place it at your feet. We just thank you that you are a compassionate God, slow to anger and full of mercy, and all we have to say is please, please forgive us, Lord. And you, you just extend forgiveness just like that, Lord. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love, your peace, and your patience that you bestow on us, Lord. Father, I pray that this day would be the day that we would not harden our hearts when we hear your voice calling, but that we would run to you and surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Linda, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged by something you heard today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments. Mm -hmm.